everybody, we're back again. Welcome back to the NC Real Estate Podcast. We're very excited to have you over here with us. I'm here again with Lorenza. Good morning, everybody. And this week, we are discussing why choose a surveyor and all the questions that surround this. Um, Lorenza's been collecting questions all week and we've had some really, really good responses. So I think let's just jump straight in. Right, let's do this. Um, I'd just like to take a very short moment to say a really big thank you to our listeners um, who posed some of the questions and discussion points that we are going to have today. And we are delighted to be able to answer some of them um, because after all, there is strength in unity. Um, I'm sure, Natasha, you would agree with that. I do, I do. (laughs) (laughs) So the first thing I'd like to talk about um, uh, with regards you know, to taking a a chartered surveyor is about the stigma and stereotyping that often comes to mind when people think of uh, of a chartered surveyor. So my question um, I'd like to ask is why do you think this is? And is it a possibility that some of the stereotypes are true even today? Um, I think that the stereotypes have been around for a long time and it definitely is where the RICS stem from unfortunately and it's something that even when I go to RICS they are constantly talking about changing and getting away from that old boys club mentality which I'm sure used to still be around and I definitely do not see it as much as I used to obviously like as within any profession you're going to come across people and they are going to have that kind of mentality and that oh you know we only help each other kind of thing and you know that kind of restrictive yes that barrier to entry that you know only certain types of people should be allowed in it should only be men it should only be this but actually that's not where the industry is going and in the last seven years that I've been in it there's been complete change around I don't see that anymore I see people trying to help other people into the industry it's men women anybody from any background culture you name it there's those type of people in the industry and I think Mm -hmm. what the RACS does really well is that they try and stamp out the things that go on that shouldn't go on and they're very hot on that with their ethical standards and their morals and the regulation that they put out that we have to follow to ensure that we stay chartered Um, And so I think they're doing a very, very good job of getting us to a point now where actually there are so many different people and you can get people of all walks of life and people that you gel with and people that you may not gel with. But I think it's really important when you're hiring a surveyor to find someone that actually will, you feel confident that will work in your interest. So yes, the stereotypes have been there for a long time. And I know it's something that's still banded around because as I said in the video, I've heard it before in networking events, but it's definitely not the truth of what's going on today. There's plenty of surveyors who are coming through and just changing the face of the property industry. And it's actually really exciting. So no longer is it an old boys club. It is definitely a profession that is so 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 excited to change the face of the property industry and no longer do you get it as much I'm not saying you're never going to come across it because yes occasionally once in a blue moon I come across it too and you come across an old boy surveyor and you think oh come on like let's do (laughs) things properly you know and they're 
batting it back at me as if I should be doing all the work and what have you because I'm younger, I need to be put through my paces, perhaps I don't know as much. It's definitely not true. But do you know what as well? It, you don't have to deal with people like that. Even I, as a surveyor, don't have to deal with other surveyors like that. It's absolutely fine. You can just choose not to deal with it. So yes, mm. it may be there in small pockets, but it is not the whole of the industry. And let me tell you, it's very exciting to get to know other child surveyors because they're doing some incredible things. Yes, and um, I mean, I think also in your video, you mentioned that um, a woman named Amanda Clark is um, actually, she's the one who who's heading the RSES at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, you know, also evidence that, you know, old patterns and stereotypes are being broken within, within the RICS. Yeah, agreed. And there's so many women doing some absolutely incredible things. And you know what, they listen to you no matter what. If you want to be a part of the RICS, um, even if you're a young company, you're maybe a graduate, or if you're an older surveyor, they listen to everybody because they want to know what's going on exactly through the institution. That's what they want to do. For example, they've invited me today, actually, after we've recorded this podcast, I am going to be going to the RICS and we're discussing um, what's going on in professionalism, how we can change ethical standards, how we can stamp out the stuff that really goes on that isn't regulated or and where that's coming from and how we can change it. And they're constantly asking these sort of sorts of questions. And they make an effort to go out and find diverse people to come on and sit on these boards and discuss it with them. So it's not always going to be the same person. It's not always going to be me. But you know what I say to them? I'm interested in doing things like that. So I get invited and asked about these things. But they are constantly looking at it because they have their ear to the ground and they know it goes on. So whatever they can do to help people get out of that situation where they're acting in a maybe not so regulated, not so ethical way and help them get back on a, uh, on a good track. That's what they're all about and that's what they're really working towards. And I, I feel it more and more and more. The more I work in the industry, the more I see it. Okay, well, thanks for that. Um, I think you kind of answered um, the question I was about to ask, which was um, that chartered surveyors need to follow these codes really strictly and maintain the ethical standards. And I mean, my question was that how often um, is this something that the RICS regulates? Um, like, you know, how, how often would they, they call on their chartered surveyors to say, okay, listen, guys, come in, uh, need to just check up what's happening, how you're doing, um, yeah, so so I mean, you're going to one of those this morning, and, and how often how often do these do you get invited to these um, events? Or, um, probably a couple uh, of meetings. year. It depends how relevant to me it is. They they obviously check up on us because to be regulated, I have to have had submitted all our documents to them, and they know exactly what I do. So they go on my website, so they check all my blog posts that go out. They know that I have a closed Facebook group, and occasionally they ask me for posts and things that go on in there they follow my twitter feed they what? they, they okay. know what's going on and if i am acting in a way that's outside of that then they would drop me an email now i've never had one of those emails but i do remember when i first started back in 2015 and i had a blog and at that point, even when I was writing a blog, they asked me to get regulated. And at the time, it was just me sharing information. But I was a child surveyor, and to share information, I need to be regulated. So um, they got in contact with me and said I needed to tell them what I was doing. And it's fine. Like, they weren't angry or anything. It wasn't like they were, yes. you can't do that. But it was just 
make sure that you're putting out content that is relevant to what we're telling you to do and how we're telling you to operate. Um, but they don't stop you from having your own ideas and opinions. They actually encourage that. Sometimes they see things and they think, oh, I really would like a piece of that. Say, for example, back in September, I wrote a piece on my blog about how it the RICS was inclusive for everybody and from that I got a speaking opportunity at MIPIM because they wanted to know my views on that. So they keep an eye out on it and they like new diverse thought, they just don't want you to be saying anything that is really underhand and a conflict of interest and isn't acting in the interest of the property industry basically and actually okay. working in the industry why would you want to say that? Exactly. All right. Um, okay, so I've got another question. Okay. Um, working with a chartered surveyor who is regulated means that whatever money I'm investing is safe. Yeah. What happens in the unlikely events that I feel that a chartered surveyor who is reg regulated is not acting in in accordance with these correct codes? As an individual, um, who do I contact and how do I go about uh, protecting myself or getting more information um, how, how am I protected basically? Okay so the first thing you would do is you would um, get in contact with the firm of surveyors that you were working with and you'd ask for their complaints handling procedure. Every firm of surveyors has a complaints handling procedure they have to um, that's part of the regulation and part of us getting insurance and on that complaints handling it um, procedure it will set out exactly how you can go through the complaints process with that firm and usually it will be something like speaking to a director making the complaint the firm will have a certain amount of time that they can come back to you and resolve the complaint if not then they have um, ombudsman schemes which you can then escalate the complaint to so for me it's the property ombudsman and if I don't deal with your complaint satisfactorily then you take it to the property ombudsman and they start sorting it out and they will then um, act on your behalf to get the dispute resolved. Now that may mean compensation, that may mean going to the RICS and starting a dispute with the RICS as well to try and you know, get you disciplined or struck off. The RICS can do that to us. Um, if they feel that we've really not acted in the correct manner, they can take our chartership away, they can take our regulated status away. It's at their discretion. But the property ombudsman will sort that out for you and go through the claims process. So at every single step of the way, you are protected. You're not on your own. It's not like you can't do anything. There are people out there to make sure that you actually get as much support as you possibly can. But it's not in my interest for you to go through the complaints handling procedure because obviously... From my point of view, I want you to have the best possible service. I don't just want to tape on clients and be like, oh yeah, I've got their money, that's it, done. I want you to be getting results, otherwise there would no, be no point in me having a business. So my complaints handling procedure is there for worst case scenario, but actually as a chartered surveyor, then I really am excited to like get you to where I promised you I'm going to get you. So there would, I want you to get there, I want you to be discussing it with me. If you feel you have any problems, then let me know and let's change the track of that and make sure that you're getting stuff really like on point and really learning. But there is, you know, every firm of surveyors will have the same complaints handling procedure. You can ask for it. You will get a copy of it in um, when you get your terms of engagement. And I have a copy of mine on my website and most people will as well. 
Okay, great. Well, thanks for that. Um, um, it's really good to know that you actually are, you are protected and that you are not alone, um, yeah. you know, given the worst case scenario, which <laughs> yeah. of course we hope wouldn't happen. All right. So my next, um, my next question is a little bit complicated. Um, what I'm trying to assess is the benefits of going through a chartered surveyor who is regulated. Um, so the first part of my question is, could you give me an example um, of something that could potentially go horribly wrong, um, you know, in my in my journey, in my property investment journey. Um, so if you're here's here's a prime example of something that's gone very wrong that I've spoken to one of my clients about recently. So I, I'm sure most of you, if you haven't seen this already, go back to my blog. I wrote a blog on why value when you're valuing HMOs, you might not always get the commercial valuation. And so what is going on at the moment and what I've seen a lot of is in the buy-to-let industry, you were told if you convert a property into a HMO, automatically you get a commercial valuation, which obviously in a lot of places will make the valuation a lot higher than it is elsewhere. Um, than it would be for a bricks and mortar valuation. Because you're doing it on investment value, you're capitalizing a yield basically. And most places across the country will be a relatively high risk yield, so you're looking at the six, seven percent, maybe a five percent. But anyway, you will get a higher um, sale price or value of your property capitalizing the yield than you will on a bricks and mortar value. Now, here's the thing that most buy to let landlords did just don't take on and they listen to these other people who've done it before. Um, you will not always get a commercial valuation. As surveyors and charter surveyors, we aren't always told to give um, commercial valuations when you're valuing HMO properties. It's regulation that I've, I've seen put out there and it really um, depends on, um, it really depends on where the property is. And so, so people have been caught out by that because they thought that they could go to and get go to a mortgage lender and get that commercial valuation they've not they've got the bricks and mortar and so they've lost money doing that because they've been promised the wrong things mm -hmm. now if you were to go to a mm -hmm. chartered surveyor actually they've seen that standard so they know that that's not the case you have to look at the surrounding area and what's going on in the surrounding area as to what your valuation is going to be um so yeah so just to 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 kind of refine that question um about this you know this example um what as i said before what i wanted to assess is the benefits of going through a registered chartered surveyor so um in in that situation whether i was you know with a regulated chartered surveyor or if i was not um how could i be benefited by by going through that regulated route? You would get the standards that we are told to use and charter surveyors act for mortgage lenders. Um, they act for um, all the big investment firms. And so from that point of view, but using a regulated surveyor, we're already taught exactly how to go about that with best practice. So rather than you know guessing that this might how it, how it be or maybe you're just going based on the fact that this has happened to you before um, and so obviously it will happen again. Actually, using a regulated chartered surveyor, 
we've got guidance that we go through and we can show you that this will happen in this situation, this will happen in this situation, but this may not happen in this situation because we've got it all set out for us and we're taught exactly what to do in every situation and how to make the right decision. Whereas I feel like sometimes, and again, not all the time, but sometimes you could go with someone who may not be chartered, not have go through, gone through all the training, and they are just basing their experience on what's going to happen next by a pattern of events that's happened before, and it might not necessarily be the case. So having someone who's regulated and got that information, you are in a better place to know that actually they know how things are going to work. And it's especially, especially in valuations, let me put that towards you. People, who, chartered surveyors who are reg registered valuers, know exactly how to value property and they do know exactly how to value property on mortgage lending basis as well and so if you're looking for um someone to value your property always go for a charter surveyor please don't go for anybody else because otherwise how do you know that you're going to get a value um that yes. would go with mortgage lending yes okay i see um okay my next question is uh, near the end of the of your video you mentioned um, APC, oh, yeah. um, an acronym, ac acronym that I, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with. So could you explain what this is, please? Yeah, it's an assessment of professional competence that all graduate surveyors have to go through to become chartered. It's two years at the okay. moment. Um, and you do two years in training. And during that time, there's a series of things that you pick that you're um, going to be tested on. And it depends on your speciality at the time. So my speciality was commercial, um, lease advisory, landlord and tenant, strategic property um, and property management and service charge accounts and accounting. That was my speciality that I chose when I did my ABC. But people can do it in different disciplines, depending on what it is that they're doing at the time, what they're specializing in and what they enjoy doing. I think that's a huge thing. What you enjoy doing, you should be taking as your competencies because it will come across when you take your final exam. Um, and the end of your APC, your assessment of professional competence, you um, hand in all the work that you've been doing over the last two years, summarized into kind of a portfolio of documents. That goes off to an examination board and then you have a final interview and you're, you're sat in a panel with three people behind the desk and they question, Scary. You, <laughs> they question you for an hour um, and they, they ask you about everything that you're doing. But by that point, really, you should be a, a surveyor. You should know how to act as a surveyor. So actually, you really shouldn't have much to lose when you go in there and you're speaking to them about, you know becoming chartered and what you've been doing and how you've been doing it I think nerves can get the better of you and maybe sometimes you might not get the nicest people behind the desk or you might not gel with them for example but actually it's it's quite a good way of testing people with how good of a surveyor they are it's basically like a job interview yes. okay it's kind of the the final hurdle be uh, before getting into into the nitty-gritty of doing it <laughs> exactly exactly but you're already doing it before so it, you know you'd be doing it in a firm okay. where they've been training you um this okay. is just to get your certificate to say that you're chartered okay well thanks for clarifying that um the last thing i want to ask you is i wonder if you could give me one word for each of the following mm -hmm. Um, to really make it clear for our listeners. So, what is a chartered surveyor? Uh, a professional who acts in your best interest. 
but that's not one word. But <laughs> so that's that's it. As a professional. Okay, so maybe we need. Okay, let, let's say uh, uh, up to five words. <laughs> okay. So, all right. The second one is: What does a chartered surveyor do? Uh, acts in your interest for property, uh, basically. They do anything. Okay. They cover a huge, broad range of. Uh, the spectrum they can do anything within property charter surveyors so whatever your needs they'll cover it okay and the last one is what does or what does it mean what does being a charter surveyor mean to you and what does that stand for to you it's for me it's a mark of professionalism and it's a mark that actually I've got a very high standard of acting within the property industry and it's something I'm very proud to have I worked very hard to get it and um, I enjoy I enjoy being a charter surveyor There's, it brings so much new new doors open all the time for me by by being it and uh, yeah I, I like the fact that actually I've got the qualification I'm chartered because it it does show what a good surveyor I am and how good I am in the property industry and I'm proud of that I am proud of that <laughs> okay nice answer all right so um yeah thanks for for the chat i hope all the listeners out there have gained some insights into the differences about you know being regulated and unregulated and what chartered surveyors do and what it means to you yeah i hope so too and i just want to put a final point out there look you're probably all gonna not go out and rush and take and take advice of all charter surveyors, but just bear in mind that they are out there for you as well. So there are people out there who are acting who aren't regulated, and again, that's absolutely fine. They've got years of experience, and you know what? There's so many regulated firms, and not everybody is a charter surveyor just purely because they've made that choice not to do it because actually they've got all the information, they just don't want to do the two years of studying. And that's absolutely fine too. But what I'm trying to say with this whole podcast and this video is, don't avoid surveyors and don't avoid that part of the profession because actually they've got some really awesome knowledge that could allow you to go so, 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 so far because that's what they're trained in. They've seen everything. Charter surveyors are so knowledgeable. We're given that knowledge for a reason. Um, so make sure that you are incorporating that as part of your team. You don't have to always use a charter surveyor, but make sure that you are also seeing that they can be very, very, very useful for you. And if you've got any questions about it, you want to know any more, please email me, natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk. Head on over to our website, www.ncrealestate.co.uk. Click through the link to join our Facebook group, Property Investment Mastery, and make sure you're reading all the blog posts over there. Have a look around see all the awesome stuff we're doing because we do a lot of great things um, and I'd love to have you come over and join us and do get in contact we love to hear from you Lorenzo and I are here for you this is what we do on a daily basis yes, we are <laughs> just drop us a line question we'll get your we'll get your question answered and um yeah have quite a good quite a good team going here so yes. so do get in touch please <laughs> we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear from you and with that i think that's the end of our podcast today but again thank you everybody for coming over and listening to us i love the positive feedback that we get from this it's really exciting every time someone gets in contact with us we we have a little celebration over here because we just love it we love chatting to people so thank you very much for getting involved with nc real estate it's always a pleasure all right, and with that, goodbye. Bye.